millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Good morrow, everybody. Yes, a thousand apologies. There was no podcast after the game yesterday. I actually didn't watch the game at all. I was driving to Dorset. I stand now overlooking the Jurassic fossil beaches of Charmouth, reaching out to Golden Cap, Sea Town. If anybody knows the area, it's a beautiful area, beautiful part of the world. The reason why this is relevant is because there is a certain inevitability to the sea, an impending dull feeling of almost doom. This is a watery planet after all. The majority of the face of this earth is comprised of water. If an alien ship was flying past, oh I've just spilled a load of my coffee over the balcony, hopefully there's nobody underneath. Um, if an alien ship were to be flying past I would say, look at that water planet down there. It's all consuming, all engulfing. Much like Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> it comes as little surprise to anybody who has followed Tottenham Hotspur for any amount of time, really, that we would go and put in one of our most accomplished performances in years against Manchester City, literal Manchester City, not having their best year, but still, one of the best teams in football history now. Not built in the, you know, sustainable or fair way but objectively speaking look I'm not going to get fucking wrapped up into this Man City are very good they're very very good we put in our most accomplished performance of the season managed to beat them you know easily really we had all the fanfare of Harry Kane becoming the club's record goal scorer everyone was starting to buzz you know things were looking up and then obviously, we go and lose 4-1 away to Leicester City. Which is frustrating to say the least. Um, Leicester have owed us one of these for quite some time, I think we would all agree. We've sort of had a, had a good run of it against them for a good few years. I think, yeah, I think they've beaten us once or twice, but since basically since they won the league, we've kind of exacted revenge on them I think pretty much every time we've met them and had a good time of it um, it's a bit frustrating I mean, it's very frustrating I didn't watch the game like I say so I kind of feel I feel slightly detached from it and I know that's the sort of thing that people get annoyed about and say you know you're not a real fan but I think if we're all being honest when you actually don't watch a game and you just see the result you get that instant sinking feeling of like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. I saw us go 1-0 up, and I thought, class, that's it, right. Nice, comfortable win today. We've got we've got an early goal. We'll get another one soon. They might get another one back, but ah, 
we'll, we'll win this now. That feels like the way this is going. And then next time I looked at my phone, two one down in the space of two minutes, and I just thought, ah, oh, it's, it's that day today, isn't it? It's that day. So I don't know. You know, there's been a lot going on in Conte's life. Obviously, we do need to talk about that. His family are... I mean, this this is a twofold thing, right? I think the the bereavements he's faced are... Do you say that? Do you say so, somebody suffered a bereavement? Do they face a bereavement? I'm not sure. I'm not I'm genuinely not trying to be churlish. I'm interested to know how you would phrase that. Um, as a consequence of the bereavements in his life... Antonio Conte is well within his rights to be, you know, not at the races, for want of a better expression. His family still living in Italy, I think, is a separate thing. And this was from a discussion, I won't, I won't name them just in case this gets any blowback, but a discussion I've had with a friend about this, they made the point that, you know, Somebody, if they are out on their, out on their, what can I say? Look, he's he's doing a job. He's moved to another country. He's getting paid handsomely for it. The fact that his family haven't come with him doesn't suggest to anybody that this is a long-term commitment. The fact he's not signing a new contract doesn't suggest that this is a long-term commitment. A lot about his behaviour, the way he speaks, the things he does, doesn't suggest that this is a long-term commitment. I am not really of the opinion that the club haven't backed him. I think he's been given a decent amount of money. I think he's been given some good players. He hasn't been given all the players to make this a successful team. From what I understand yesterday, Eric Dyer, Ben Davis and Tanganga, although I haven't seen Tanganga singled out as much, mostly Eric Dyer and a bit on Ben Davis, were back to their exquisitely awful selves um, which is a shame after Dyer dropped one of his best performances in you know, a good few months the other day against Manchester City he hasn't been given the players he needs in every single position but what manager is given every single player that they need um and I guess, yes, one would say probably a defence is the bedrock of the team. But, you know, he loved Eric Like We can't revise history on this. He loved Eric Dyer last year. He wanted Eric Dyer to sign a new contract. So he's obviously seen something in him that he really likes. We have dropped that 60 mil on Richarlison. Was that as pressing as a centre-back? But that was a signing that he wanted. That's the player that we delivered to him. So, you know, I think there's... There's a there's a level of double speak really when we kind of have this whole Conte hasn't been backed stuff. I don't agree with that. And the point is mostly in terms of the long term commitment stuff. This bleeds down to the playing staff, surely. Surely this bleeds it bleeds down to everyone in the club really, I guess. If they don't think that the manager's gonna be there for you know the foreseeable future. Why, why are you going to go that extra mile for him? Okay, yes, he's a world-class manager. Apparently, with what we always hear, 
maybe that should be enough for them to go that as I say extra mile for him maybe it should be but in reality you know these are human beings <laughs> like you can see that any club any type of institution any job any workplace if that stability isn't there things are going to crumble and that comes from the head right it comes from the manager who doesn't want to commit his long-term future to the club what are we building what are we rallying behind what is this exactly you know what's the what's the plan here win the when i mean yeah please let's win the champions league this year that'd be fantastic wouldn't it but is that going to happen i don't know i i think we're gonna have a good chance of it i honestly do i know people are gonna have a laugh at that because we've got skip and sar against milan i think that's why it's looking but i don't mind that i think they're both really good players you know i'm not overly worried about that um I suppose we should talk about the fact that we've gone into this game without the Reese. I haven't seen the game. I don't know if Fraser Forster fucked up at all at any point, if he could have done better. But Larice has been fucking up a lot this year. I'm not look, the main thing I thought about Larice is that sure. It's not ideal. It isn't ideal. However, when I heard the news about Larice being out for what, two months or so? Did it feel like a gut punch? Did it feel like an overwhelming sense of dread? No, it didn't. And I feel like that kind of tells you everything that you need to know about the situation. <laughs> My gut <laughs> is the only thing that's important in this equation. No, but just as a concept, what I mean is I heard yesterday, I got, you know, just getting WhatsApp throughout the game. Phil tells me, right, that looks like Benton Kerr's done his fucking knee. And instantly, you just get that almost like just numb feeling in, sort of behind your eyes, you know, in the upper parts of your cheeks. That sinking, horrible feeling there that descends from there down into your stomach. Didn't get that with a race, you know? Definitely didn't get that with Basuma. I mean, people were trying to use that yesterday as an excuse, being like, well, you know, it was all going well until we had two big injuries this week. We've never fucking played Basuma. We don't play him at all. So, you know, I don't really buy that one as much. Um, You know, I don't know. I know we're supposed to be focused on us, but the only thing I can say is that I'm glad that Arsenal dropped points yesterday as well. Makes it hurt that little bit less. To think that the cracks are maybe starting to appear there. They're starting to wobble a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. You know. Um, I don't really know what I can say to you. Folks. Really in an ideal world for me. And I think probably for everybody. I would imagine... We wave goodbye to Conte ASAP. He goes home, recovers, is with his family, grieves, does what he needs to do, and then takes the Juventus or Real Madrid job or whatever job and does all right again. It just feels a bit like... And I I, I do think this outside of my own, like, 
not particularly being that fond of him. I do feel like the fire's gone out a bit lately in him, you know, and that's not a criticism. That's an observation, and that's totally understandable and fair enough with the situation as it is for him right now. But football is a is a ruthless business. And look, are we writing off just under half a season? For to what end? He's probably gonna leave in summer, right? I think we all know this, don't we? I can't see him staying past summer, so I just don't I don't really get it. Um it's a shame to hear that Porro was pretty awful yesterday actually as well. But you know, it's first game. Leicester are a pretty direct. I mean, that's the, that's the annoying thing about the Leicester game, right? Isn't it that they uh, they've been pretty awful this season. I think they've quietly been really good post World Cup actually, but it's still quite annoying, isn't it? Still quite annoying. Um, I'm just gonna have a look for. Gonna have a look for some tweets from people, but don't really know if I can be asked because I just think that's the it's the strange position we find ourselves in right now with Tottenham, isn't it? That we are we just kind of we don't really know what's going on. We're in limbo because I'm saying sort of like, well, let's part way with with Conte, but. What's the alternative? Do we bring Pochettino back? I don't, you know, I don't know. Is that is that really the right thing? I feel that I've kind of settled on this idea now from speaking to other people that probably the best time for Pochettino to come back, which is probably going to happen. Let's be honest, probably going to happen. Although I actually, in saying this, I mean this is all part of it, right? Nothing is a certainty really with Spurs. It seems very hard to understand what we are because as much as I say, oh, Pochettino probably will be back. There's a bit of me that really does think that Daniel Levy ain't gonna have it. That he's or not maybe not even Levy, that just people within the club's hierarchy are like, We've done that and it's finished. And it was a good time and we've said goodbye and that's that. Cause I, I do think if Conte went tomorrow it would be Tuchel that comes in the door, really. I do I do believe that. I'm pretty sure we know that they've already had conversations about him taking over at the club, so you know, I'm not. I'm not really sure about the 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 Pochettino thing anymore. Um, do we continue with Conte for half season? What does it look like without him? Do we bring in another manager halfway through the season? I think the only way we'd probably do that if it was like a you know like the Red Nap, Juan de Ramos thing where the other manager is lined up. I mean that was mad. Remember when if Juan de Ramos went and. Redknapp was appointed at that point. I I do feel that that's probably what we're going to do. I can't see us putting Mason back in charge, like give it Mason till the end of the season, anything like that. I can't see it. Um, it's just, I don't know, but you know, I'm saying this and it was just last week that Conte was calling Harry Kane, congratulating him, telling him how proud he was for breaking the, you know, the club's record scorer. We've had Stellini and... You know, Conte, I think previously, not too long ago, saying how proud he is to be the manager of this club. And <laughs> I just don't know what the fuck's going on, really. 
I think it's just annoying that Spurs have lost 4-1, right? Probably should have been 5-1. It's not a lot to this, lads. You know, I, I, I haven't watched the game. And I'm just kind of waffling. Um, it's just tough because, like I say, I'm looking through Twitter now. At Jay Jaffa. We've been absolutely battered here. Majorly concerning. Eric Ricky from Focock. Eric died. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dyer, spell obviously dire, as in bad. I get it. It's quite nice. Lara, friend of the show, we are cursed. AP, friend of the show. Sweet revenge for Leicester. We normally smash them. We have no defence, basically. The entire team should be built on a solid defence. The tweet before that was, what a shit match. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt like I didn't really miss much. Um... This is quite funny. Tyrone Marshall says, Tim Sherwood is absolutely hammering Pedro Porro on Soccer Saturday before saying he's never seen him play in Europe for Benfica. Which is interesting because Pedro Porro's never played for Benfica. So, Good old Tim Sherwood still doing what he does best. Um, look, I'm not going to take up much more of your Sunday with this because... not an awful lot to say is there Spurs lost we go again we've got a big game midweek Milan Champions League and I think this is the main thing you know this is what Charlotte was saying this is what Midar was saying is that for all these bad results and things that come along and for all these performances where we don't feel that we're whatever seeing our top or more you know don't really buy much into that sort of stuff. I, I don't know. Because we saw our Tottenham against Manchester City. And I think generally it's our team when you're winning and doing well, isn't it? You know, that's that's generally how it tends to go. Um, it's what people want. It's, it's a simple game. People want to win football matches. Um, we can complain about a lot of things. 
But ultimately, I think a lot of people from the outside look at Liverpool. We're doing better than them. <laughs> doing better than Chelsea. It's just a bit of a fucked up season, isn't it? We're still within touch and distance of United. Don't know how far away they'll get in the coming weeks. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. Who knows? But... Objectively, are we doing that badly? No, not really. And I do think a lot of this stuff, you know, when I look at kind of the form of a lot of the so-called big clubs and everything, I do think it's time that we start to consider that the Premier League, we keep talking about this, we talk about the spending in the Premier League, we talk about it as some kind of nebulous concept, but you do need to kind of think about the ramifications for the entirety of the league being really good most of the team most of the teams in the Premier League are really good I would say at least 15 of the Premier League's teams would make a good fist of it in the Europa League or the Europa Conference League and that's not some fucking Brexit bias whatever. I'm just talking about the fact that Premier League clubs spend loads and loads and loads of money loads of money we sort of talk about Leicester not doing that well, but then they haven't been. But they've addressed that. They've bought some really good players. Um, apparently, you know, I haven't scouted them or anything, but they've addressed kind of issues within their team. See that one geezer they signed? I'm not sure what his name is. It's like a fucking oak tree. It's a massive fella. Um, yeah, Leicester have worked hard to. Not worked hard, have they? I'm sure they will as hard as any other football team my point is that they've signed some players they've addressed some weaknesses within their squad and as I was belly aching about the other day um, I can't remember who it was I was talking to maybe it was the pod of Billy I just find it astonishing that we haven't tried to get any other sort of centre back into play at all that we kind of like oh well Bastoni turned us down so we'll just wait until maybe next summer when he might want to join us again if that's the case, I don't even know if that's the case, but I just I find it close to negligent, really, that we haven't thought to bring in another centre-back. Longleg clearly hasn't taken us up any sort of a level. So, what are we doing here, you know? It's difficult, isn't it? It's difficult. Because you don't want to be I don't want to be. Look, I want to be enjoying Tottenham. I want to be having more games like the Manchester City game. Obviously, I think some people get quite addicted to the outrage, the anger, the being able to belly ache about the club. This kind of self-battering kind of I don't know what is it self-flagellation self-flagellating kind of stuff oh this shit oh it'd be us you know like the other day when Brad Friedel came out with some bollocks about like oh I, I in my last season at Spurs I saw my final pay packet and they'd taken £800 out of it I said what the hell's that about and they told so basically they told him that he'd given away more than 10 shirts over the course of the season so they charged him for the ones additional to the 10 that he'd given out as his club policy and it was all oh, Levy, oh, Levy 
Why do you give a fuck? Brad Friesel... I mean, I said he was a millionaire on Twitter and somebody was like, he's bankrupt, apparently. Which, you know... Sorry to hear that. He was paid handsomely as a footballer. £800. It's not the same to you or I. It's nothing. It's literally like, where's that 20 quid I took out? Fuck, I don't know. Oh shit, it was in those jeans I put in the washing machine. That's annoying, kind of thing. You know, they were saying you could, I think it was something mad, like from the year zero, you could have been paid £40,000 a day and you still wouldn't have made as much money as Shell just did this year with their record profits. I think it was something like that. My point is, I'm not going on some big night. Bring down the machine ram. Do that if you want, but it's all a fucking scam, isn't it? All of it. Fucking taxpayer subsidies for these fucking people. Oh no, it doesn't work that way actually. Oh, they only charge double because that's the price that they paid for. No, fuck off. Stop bootlicking. Stop making excuses for them. It's a scam. It's a fucking scam. Being taken for mugs. Makes me not want to work. Makes me not want to do anything. <laughs> What's the point? Anyway, I'm not going this nihilistic. Don't worry. I didn't watch the Tottenham game. It's not that bad. My point was the way in which we perceive money is huge. £800 for Brad Friedel who was getting paid I would imagine in his last season at Tottenham let's say at least £25,000 a week at least £25,000 a week that's an average annual salary in the UK annual you know people make that money last over a whole year £40,000 a day since the year zero and you wouldn't have made £23.4 billion or whatever it is Money stretches. Money is a, it's a. I don't care. I'm, I don't even know what I'm going on about. Stop fucking beating up Spurs. Stop having this kind of this this outrage addiction. It's annoying. We're allowed to be annoyed about results, and I think this is the careful line when people want to jump in. When people are just having a moan, that's fine. We can do that. When you make it your personality, just to complain about Spurs, just to say that we're shit. Maybe you need to ask yourself. Am I actually a Spurs fan? Do I actually enjoy this? Is this giving me nutrients for my mind, body and soul? I feel that over the past couple of years we've all been asking ourselves, many of us have been asking ourselves these type of questions. Been locked inside for, you know, a year in total, should we say. It's made a lot of people do a lot of self-reflection. I, I genuinely feel that. I feel a lot of people I know, a lot of people I speak to, professionally, personally, whatever, are all just a bit different now. Um, and I think part of that, people trying to make sense of things, can lead to a feeling of powerlessness. It can make some of us feel quite angry, quite dissatisfied, quite disenfranchised. Things like football, though, really, when you get down to it, you have to try, try to just break away from that a bit. 
I know we all experience things differently, but really I think the one unifying factor, people that watch the game for stats, people that watch the game in America, in the UK, in Australia, anywhere in the world. The moment the ball goes in the net for Tottenham, it's that rush, that dopamine, as endorphins, whatever it is, that lights up something inside of us that you cannot find anywhere else. Like Mauricio Pochettino said, this hackneyed version of what he said, you know, without football these emotions are not possible, they couldn't exist or something to that degree. Thank you, football! It's just important that these times just to focus on those things. Focus on the potential for joy, the potential for feelings that you cannot find anywhere else. And just not to get too bogged down, like I say, overwhelmingly bogged down in this shit about transfer windows, about ownership, about what a Man City spent. It's still annoying Arsenal winning the league. I'm not going to lump that in there. Hopefully they won't. But... It's just kind of, you know... Have your moan, as we all do. Be frustrated about our transfer window not going to the best of it, or whatever. But then after that point, look, just fucking get on with it. Next game, Champions League, you know. We're in the last 16 of the Champions League. It is the last 16, isn't it? Or is it last 30? Oh, I don't even fucking know. They expanded the competition, haven't they? Or not? Or whatever. <laughs> We're in the knockout stages of the Champions League. AC Milan, who look horrific at the moment. And I don't even think it's... I hope it's not Dr. Tottenham horrific either. I think it's that they are very bad. We can choose to look at the proposition of Saar and Skip in midfield and roll our eyes and groan, or we can say this is two very exciting young players that we've all clamoured for, we've all wanted to see playing more. They're now getting thrown into the biggest occasion of all of them, other than maybe the World Cup. Probably on par. Biggest club occasion anyway. The sink or swim, lads, and I've, I've backed a pair of them to, to do really well really excited about seeing how their skill sets will complement one another I kind of feel like they're actually going to play really well together um, and that's something we should all be excited about the music, the occasion San Siro before it gets knocked down one of the big cathedrals of football Tottenham Hotspur are there they are there this isn't us hoping for 7th place in the league and a fair play Award to the U to the UEFA Cup anymore. This isn't, you know. <laughs> this isn't Tottenham hoping that Stefan Everson or Chris Armstrong is going to maybe be able to fire us into the next round of the FA Cup. We've got the club's record goal scorer playing up front for us. We're in the Champions League. We're in the knockout stages of the Champions League. We're in touch and distance of getting into the Champions League again next year. Let's just try not to be happy clappy, focus on the positives. Maybe this sea air is making me a bit giddy. But, you know, that's kind of that's the way I choose to look at this stuff. I have a moan, I have a thing. Because I think, you know, I will sometimes wear this kind of curmudgeonly persona, but really 
I actually tend to be a pretty positive person. I try to have a positive outlook because I feel that what's the point otherwise? You know, I, it doesn't mean that I'm a fucking giddy-eyed moron that thinks everything's great in the world and everything's perfect. But I have to try and put a positive spin on things because you know we're all just trying our best, really, aren't we? At the end of the day. I'm going to go and do lots of walking now. I am practicing now. Well, I mean, this is fun. I've come up here, Charmouth, Lyme Regis, Sea Town, all this part of the world. Been coming up here since I was a kid. I'm doing it again with the family. It's quite nice. Family walking holiday. Sounds quite Tory when I put it like that, doesn't it? But <laughs> I don't care. It's fun. I like it. So yeah, in the, later on in the summer, I'm going to be back down here, like I say, doing this whatever it is, Macmillan Cancer Mighty Hike, which I will be badgering you all for sponsorship for, but not yet. I'm going to uh, yeah, be practicing now, walking the undulating hills of the Dorset Jurassic coastline. Glorious. You can hear a seagull there in the background, maybe. Anyway, thanks to everybody that is supporting the show buy me a coffee website all that guff please do like share subscribe leave comments and i haven't said this for a while but it all helps you know you got a mate at work who's a spurs fan say oh, do you listen to that melt that does those pods after games or sometimes the day after a game when he's on a tory walking holiday in dorset listen to this it's all good you know Anyway, Gettysburg. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.